0: It is Thursday and I hope you are thirsty for some pro wrestling punditry because we are serving it up hot, hot and heavy here this Thursday. I am your managing editor, Nick Housman, joined as I am here every Thursday by my good friend Justin LaBar. Justin, welcome back to The
1: Winkley. Good to be back.
0: Wonderful. Yes. Long pause, but he's here. Uh, Justin, this is going to be a a very exciting day. We got some breaking news that just came across the wire just before we started uh, the show. So we'll get to that first here in just a moment. A bit of AEW news. Uh, But you, uh, yesterday, you hit me up. You know, we were talking yesterday on the show how you're going to be doing commentary tonight for WrestleRex in Pittsburgh, right?
1: That's correct. Russell Rex uh, at the Rex Theater on the south side of Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, doors open, I believe, it's 7.30, uh, and then the show will kick off at 8.30. Yeah.
0: Now, here's the thing. You brought that up on the show. Then a series of dominoes started to happen. So uh, you tell me Sam Adonis, the, the brother of Corey Graves, he is promoting the show. And I, I like Sam. Sam's been very nice to me. Um, and then it was like, well, let's try to get an interview for the show today. Um, which we did. Swag will be on the show here later today. He's going to be a part of WrestleRex tonight with Justin. But Sam calls me up, and he's like, I want to talk to you b- before the interview to let you know what's going on here. And he calls me up, and within about 60 seconds of him on the phone with me, I was like, Sam, you are way, way too passionate about this show. You've sold me on WrestleRex. Let's get you on the on the line. So uh, I did about 15 minutes with Sam talking all about what this cool punk rock uh, wrestling uh, promotion, WrestleRex, he's launching here with Pittsburgh, Uh, In Pittsburgh. Uh, We're going to have him on the show today talking about it. We're going to do that and we're going to hear from Swaggle. I think you guys are going to love it. I was hard sold on Russell Rex after these two interviews. So uh, there you go. And yeah, like you said, 830 tonight, Eastern Lucha Central Facebook page. That's where the live stream will be. Seven camera shoot and you get it for free. This thing's gonna be incredible. Great way to great way to bring people to the table, Justin.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure Sam will talk to you, I'm sure, you know, when, when, we, when we hear, you know, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, I mean, like, there's no guardrails, the fans are right there on the ring, it's a very cool, intimate, um, vintage theater, uh, in, in the heart of, of, of Pittsburgh, uh, it, it's, it's gonna be a great atmosphere.
0: Yeah, very happy for everybody, always want to support the punk rock wrestling scene, so. Uh, we got that coming up here later. We're going to talk to them. Uh, also, before we get to the news, uh, we're going to talk about one story coming out of the NXT tapings. No real spoiler, uh, but we will have an NXT story later. Uh, but if you want the full spoilers for uh, the next few weeks of NXT, uh, we do have them available. They went up last night. I know there's a lot of interest in there uh, in those. So, again, we're not going to dive in to many of the spoilers, uh, but you can go over to the site right now. They're available. Check it out if that is your jam. Uh, But let's get to the news you can use, news that will leave a bruise. Our A block here today is going to be an AEW block. They just made a big blockbuster announcement over on their Twitter feed at All Out. Here in Chicago, it is going to be Jon Moxley versus Kenny Omega. That is a dream match. Uh, Very cool to see here, right?
1: Yeah, it makes sense, obviously, based upon... uh... How Double or Nothing ended and it makes sense. I believe the tickets go on sale. I think officially tomorrow. I think. Um, yep. So yeah, what a, what a, what a great way to hype that up. And I do know, but I, I as I say this, they might be gone already. I do know that my man Ticket Drew, uh, from my great sponsor at Ticket King, I do know they have a suite for at at the Sears Center for this event, and they were accepting. Uh, DMs and, and and payment to happen right there, uh, but I, but I, it was close to being already sold out. So I don't, if I say that you can go, you can go check them out at TicketDrew on Twitter, but they might already be gone by well,
0: now. Well, well, that just shows you know there's a lot of interest in this all out show. You know, we're gonna get our first ever champion here, Paige versus Jericho, Moxley versus Omega. You know, this is one of those matches. You know, when all of the uh, buzz was about is, is Dean Ambrose gonna leave? You know, what is this John Moxley video? Uh, thinking about dream bouts, this is certainly one of them. And you're right, they teed up this match so well at double or nothing uh, with the end of the show with the uh, AA Moxley delivered onto Omega off the top of the chips there. Uh, you know, that's just it's it, it's that's the great stuff I've already enjoyed about AEW is how well they have very quickly set the table to have some, some interpersonal feuds here, to have matches that mean something. Uh, and they did it with relative ease in just one show. There's like five or six different stories that I'm, I'm compelled by coming out of double or nothing. This is a great follow-up. I'm just very excited about this match.
1: Yeah. And, and one of the things they're doing and it's, it's pretty unique is like, they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to launch their weekly TV in the fall and already be able to have some backstories and some archive footage. Like, like it won't be like, okay, it's the first episode of the show and, Everything has to start from the ground up. They, they, you know, they'll already have some, as you said, some personal feuds, and, yeah. and so that kind of helps them, you know, dive in. And you know, obviously, they're going to start fresh with some other talent, some other stories, I'm sure, when the TV show launches. But the fact they already have, you know, several top tier talent established um, and and have this history, that's just that's a huge from a creative standpoint. It's a huge uh, huge advantage.
0: Firing on all cylinders here. Absolutely. Uh, very very excited to see what these and just to see the match itself. You know, Moxley. Uh, a brawler type, you know, that death match pedigree, Kenny Omega, so versatile. Uh, I did look at this bout and I thought, you know, John Moxley is the current IWGP United States champion. Kenny Omega was at one point like the face, the centerpiece of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, again, it's just like the, the power of AEW so early here to be able to snag a match like that, that, you know, nine months ago, you know, if, if Moxley had left WWE, there's a good chance this, this probably would have been happening at Wrestle Kingdom or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, so uh, Moxley, Omega, all out here in Chicago. Uh, we will follow this one uh, more as the story comes along about what to expect from these two. Uh, but also, since uh, we started the show off here today with AEW news, uh, I'll read the. Uh, you know, we had a couple other matches announced for Fighter Fest. By the way, you can go check those out on the site. We've refreshed uh, the the Fighter Fest page. Uh, but they had a big signing officially announced yesterday. AEW has signed Sean Spears, uh, formerly Ty Dillinger. Uh, Chris Van Villette uh, recently caught up with Sean Spears, where he claimed that he did turn down a substantial raise at WWE before asking for his release. So sounds uh, a lot like, you know, kind of the Moxley situation where he just didn't seem happy. His wife also still works for WWE as he's married or dating Peyton Royce. Are they married? I don't think they're married. Are they married? They might be.
1: Uh, um... I don't know if they're married. Maybe engaged. Okay. I don't think they're married.
0: Sorry, guys. I missed a, missed one of my bullet points here. Um, but uh, Sean Spears, I, I didn't know this. In the uh, article we put up on the site, Sean Spears and current WWE superstar Tyler Breeze are opening a new school together in Apopka, Florida, next month. Um, it's called Flatbacks. The first eight-week training class is going to begin Monday, Jul- July 1st. Very cool combo there. I love the Tyler Breeze-Sean Spears uh, combo. But wh- what do you think uh, Sean Spears officially... Signing with AEW uh, does what? What can we glean from this?
1: I mean, I think it was inevitable. I think, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of people were, were under the impression that he already was a fi- officially signed, um, which wasn't the case. But now he is. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's definitely one of those guys that you know was being you know really underutilized. Uh, he he was he was a guy who had a good NXT run. Um, you know, a lot of you know had had decent buzz and fanfare. I remember being at that Rumble. I think it was in San Antonio when he. I think it was in San Antonio. here here appeared in the Rumble.
0: Yeah,
1: and that was like that was like his first, um, you know, main roster appearance. And there's a lot of buzz. And obviously, he was you know definitely not utilized to the fullest. Um, and so you know now we'll get to you know I don't you know now we'll get to really tap into seeing what he has to offer. And you know the guys the guy's been around longer than I think some people may realize in terms of you know so he I mean he truly is a veteran in the ring. But he's, but he's still you know got prime years ahead of him. So I, I think you know he's going to be a a, a key. Uh, probably mid-card player for AEW here off the bat.
0: Well, you say, you say that, you know, but I've, I've also heard for a long time that Sean is just, you know, an incredible, I mean, obviously his work was great in WWE, especially in, in NXT, you know, where he excelled and was given more time, um, but really underutilized in WWE. And to hear you say, well, he'd be a great, good, good mid-card talent for them. I don't know. You know, I, I always get flashbacks with him to when he took out Randy Orton with that steel chair on SmackDown. And I was like, oh, wow, they're really going to maybe try something with him. Kind of a Kofi Kingston moment, oddly also with Randy Orton. And uh, it just fizzled. It didn't go anywhere. I think he maybe briefly went down with injury, but you know came back. Different haircut. You know they didn't do anything with him. I do wonder. You know since they have stories in place for so many guys, they're gonna want to do something with him. And I, I I wonder who he. I wonder who his first feud is with, and what story they tell with him. Because I think he could be more than just a, a mid card guy or upper mid card guy.
1: Well, and I'm not saying that he won't be. I, I'm just saying off the bat here. You know I'm just looking at what they have. And you know, obviously there's probably more talent that we don't know that they, they, they that they're going to have. Um, you know, come once they're in regular weekly rotation. I'm just saying, maybe off the bat, just based upon okay, we already have we have Moxley, we have Jericho, we have you know Omega, we have um, Page, we have the, the Bucks, we have Cody. So like, I'm just saying, you know, there's already a, and again, that's that's before anybody else that they might acquire that we don't know about. So they already have, you know, you can already see a top of the cart. So I'm just saying, off the bat, I could see him maybe being in the middle of the cart, But that's not to say that he won't quickly rise uh, to uh, a higher, you know, higher status.
0: You know, I saw Punk tweeted out. Uh, is it October yet? on twitter which obviously got everybody all buzzy i mean what do you think do you think we see punk in aw uh either at all out or i mean which would make sense in chicago at all louder or, or the first tv episode or something like that
1: yeah I, I mean i think those are the two prime you know obviously as you said for the location for for all out i mean you know you you, you can look at it I, I think it's inevitable first of all yeah i think it's inevitable it's gonna happen um You know, I think there's two schools of thought about promotion. There's, okay, he shows up and that's the big, you know, oh my God, Indy to All Out. And, you know, probably after that is probably TV, you'd think, you know, just based upon the timeline. Um, So what a way to... Uh, have a big buzz, maybe 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 you know Punk goes on a media tour to help promote the the, the launch of the TV, or, or the other end of it is you obviously want your first week of TV to have a big explosion and a big buzzworthy moment, so maybe he shows up at the finale of that. But that these seem like the two primary choices. If 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 they if 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 both parties already know what's probably going to happen, those these are the two uh prime opportunities right here.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. I think I think Punk I think Punk at all out kind of in the same capacity as Moxley would just be. Incredible and it very very possible, so uh, we will see. He'd be a huge name again rolling into the the television show to, like you said, you know, do the press rounds and things like that. Um, well, let's talk about the other big elephant in the room right now, WWE. So we we have all this this fun vigor here to start the show, talking about AEW, All Out, Fighter Fest. Uh, what's going to happen with CM Punk? Does not seem to be the same level of interest for WWE's upcoming Stomping Grounds pay per view. Uh, because uh, a fan on Twitter leaked out the uh, you know uh, seating chart for the show and showed which seats had been bought and had not been bought. This show has, I mean, it looked by my eyes at least half, if not more than half, of these seats have not been sold yet for stopping Grounds. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's not really even a leak. I mean, you can go on ticket I mean, you can go on and see this all for yourself if you go to Ticketmaster. Um, you know, and then you can go to other. I mean, you can, you can go anywhere and see that that the, the amount of tickets that are out there. That have not been purchased um it yeah it's i mean but, there's, but but there's just no there's nothing under this show i mean there's just no there's no you know, we, we talked about it briefly yesterday i mentioned it there's just no there's no buzz there's no must see to it there's, no, I mean, there's nothing i mean it's 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 not you know and, and then it's a it's a new event where they always seem to be rolling out these these random randomly titled themed shows and you know it's not like it's one that has you know credibility and history behind it like. A, like a WrestleMania, or even a Money in the Bank, or even an even an Extreme Rule. It's just it's just a random stomping grounds, and you know, it's just there's nothing behind it. I mean, and it's also in a market I don't. I mean, it's in Tacoma, Washington. I don't know. I have no idea. We, the you strong did that, but,
0: Tacoma market. Do not talk negatively of Tacoma. Good people there. Strong.
1: I'm just saying. I don't know what the market. I don't know. I just but there's just nothing behind it. There's just absolutely no real reason to tune in.
0: But isn't it? Doesn't it always feel like these kinds of shows, where the bar is so low and expectations are low, that they always over deliver? Like, I, I honestly think this will probably be a very good show based off of how low expectations are for it right now.
1: Well, yeah. By that, I mean, yeah. I low expectations, easy bar to I, overcome. But, but like, the what, matches are usually like,
0: better here when the guys go out there and they're like, "Hey, go steal the show, put on a show,
1: have some fun with it." You know, these. Yeah, but but B- this is this isn't about. I don't tune in to WWE, questioning if the matches are going to be good more times, and that's not the that's not the issue at hand. Most most of their bell to bell matches are good. You know, I mean, they have a really good they have one of the best rosters they've ever had, uh, from an athletic and talented bell to bell standpoint. The problem is, it's 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 what's the point of what I'm watching? Is it, the point of what I'm watching, or 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 what does it mean and carry over to the next thing? I don't have a doubt that Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler won't bust their ass in a cage and Ziggler, you know, who sells better than anybody. I mean, like I have no doubt that it won't be a good match for the 15 minutes that it's on. It's just a matter of like, do I think it matters? And what has got me excited to even see it prior to that? And that's, and I'm just, I just named that match. Cause that's just the first one I could think of. I don't even know what the hell else is on the card, but that's like, it's just a matter of like, what it's not a matter of the match quality. That's never the, rarely do I walk away from a WWE show and say, man, that match really sucked." That, that, that doesn't often happen. It's, it's, it's the. It's the depth and the reasoning behind it.
0: Now, uh, the, the the bombshell interview that Moxley did talking about all the issues backstage and just kind of airing all the dirty laundry out there, one of the things he did bring up in the interview was, why don't the stockholders get together here and do something about this, right? Like, it's obvious your talent is unhappy. It's obvious, you know, ratings are going down. It's obvious that the, the product is all over the place. I mean, do you think that at any point anybody steps in here and tries to do anything? Because to me, it's like if we're heading into October— and AEW is on the roll they're having right now. A lot of positivity there. The buzz will only increase. Hell, New Japan Pro Wrestling right now, I think, is uh, setting up one hell of a summer here with the G1. Uh, you got Mox and Kento over there now and, and a, a bunch of other top-flight talent. I, I, I don't know if, if somebody doesn't step in here and, and try to genuinely do something because it just is so weird to me how everybody blindly letting the train go off the tracks here
1: at the moment. Well, I... I, I... <sighs> Well, first off, I mean, if the stock—I mean, I know the stock price has gone down. If it—I mean, if it—if it continues to take a massive dive, that's the kind of stuff that obviously makes Vince have to—that—that that, you know, money is ultimately what forces him to, um, you know, to, to 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 act and take drastic action. Um, you know, you, you. But here's what I don't know. This is this is a real question. I don't know. I don't know the demographic of the shareholders, and when I say the demographic, I, I mean um, obviously I know that there obviously there's some of them. Obviously, they're wrestling fans. Why else would they decide to invest money into the company? But then I'm sure there's also a certain—I I assume there's a certain population of stockholders who, you know, maybe know about the brand, know what is involved in, and its monstrous machine. And they had and, and 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 their investment advisor, their financial advisor, said, "Hey, look, yeah, this has been a good stock. You know, I don't know how clued in they are to like. I don't know if they're listening to this podcast. I don't know how clued in they are to that the landscape of the business is is on the is on, is at and is at a huge shift right now? And morale I mean- really is at a at a weird place for WB's locker room. So that's what I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get some big revolution of this of the stockholders. You know, trying to." force Vince's hand.
0: This is what um, good stockholders for any business, though, do. They have their portfolio. They look at their competition of the stock that they're invested in and they they know these markets. It's not like these people just blindly throw money at Apple not even thinking about what Microsoft is doing. You know, like they know. They, they look at what the competition is doing. Yeah, but, but in
1: that example you just gave there, uh, Microsoft and Apple are both two public companies. AEW is not public. So it's not like they have, not like they're sitting there being able to analyze and look side by side at this public company that's that that is an AEW wrestling you know it's it, it, so that's 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 what i would think would might be the difference i don't know how you know basically to to know really about what's going on AEW you'd have to then get into the wrestling you'd have to be following wrestling following this
0: you can look at the players involved here with the con family and no public entities that they are involved with and how they do their business i mean it's not like there's not a whole bunch of information out there about how this thing is put together and who's behind it that's publicly available
1: yeah. Well, I mean, look, you you said blindly letting the train go off the track. I think I think everybody's eyes are wide open except for for, for Vince. That seems to be what we're finding. I mean, you know, it it, it seems like everybody, maybe maybe even those closest to him, are aware that we need to do something different. But it's getting him to budge, you know.
0: Um, well, uh, also in the world of WWE, of course, the big Fox deal uh, takes place in October where SmackDown is going to be moving over to Fox. Uh, an advertisement uh, showed up online uh, featuring a new SmackDown logo that Pierce they're going to be using uh, in, starting in October. The word live has been dropped. It's just going to be SmackDown again. It's more bold. I actually kind of dig it. Have you, have you seen the, the logo that got out there?
1: I did. I really like it, too. It has a nice, fresh... Uh modern look to it. I like it. And I like the fact that I got it real live.
0: Yeah. Right. I was so done with that. You know, I guess it's like hashtag SmackDown. Now it's not hashtag SD live. got to change my hashtag up. This is an easy one too. It's short. Uh, uh, I did tease that we were going to have uh, NXT uh, news here on the show. Now I don't want to spoil what happened here, but uh, there was a breakout tournament announced on NXT. Kind of a cool concept here. It's going to start uh, on Wednesday, June 26th. And it features eight Uh, superstars, NXT superstars who are all going to be making their debuts. Uh, So you'll get Jordan Miles versus Boa, uh, Isaiah Scott versus Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed versus Dexter Loomis, Angel Garza versus Joaquin Wild. Now, all of these, I think uh, if I got this right, it'd be DJ Z, uh, Garza Jr., uh, Shane Strickland, ACH, uh, and and a couple others that you would, uh, oh, nope, and uh, Trevor Lee, I think would be the other one that's debuting here. I think I got five of eight with their new names um yeah what, what do you think of an idea like this justin
1: i'm all for it you know it's a good you know especially when you're on a you know nxt's just um you know had a, a surge of acquiring new talent um that's kind of a great way to you know give them a platform you know i mean give them you know give them a, a focus a theme you know okay here's we have a bunch of new people we understand that so we're gonna put them in, in a theme that's, that's showcasing them and um and it's also you're, you're taking you know all of them as you said most of them all have uh you know, probably have some followings and have and have history. So this kind of allows you to start, you know, pairing them up and putting these matchups together of of, of guys who again have fan base. So I think it's it's a good idea. I mean, NXT's you know traditionally, I mean, again, I mean, NXT's been I mean, it's, it's hard it's hard to name one that they really missed the mark on. They they're pretty good when they bring talent in about you know, developing their character and getting, getting interest around them.
0: You know, I wonder when I see this, because I'm like, wow, eight guys. And, you know, even those that lose, I would think, you know, you can use this as a platform to spin off into something to do on NXT TV. But there's so few spots for that, uh, for guys on NXT as it is right now. And then with over on the main roster here, with the uh, wild card, there's even less guy uh, openings for spots on, on Raw and SmackDown. You know, we all know there's a glut of talent right now in WWE. I do wonder, Justin, if one day... Uh, we're going to wake up and like 40 talents will be released all at once just to to get rid of the fat that they know that they've got just sitting around right now and to probably boost their stock. If everybody knows they, they you know, cut a lot out of their budget or overnight.
1: Well, and that's an interesting statement to make because, you know, traditionally WWE does have one or two points in a year where they have, you know, like they have a bloody Friday where they release um, yeah. a bunch of, you know, just, they just make room. Like they kind of cut fat. Um, but, you know, but, but that, that's also been how they've done things in the last 10 years where they really weren't that concerned with talent going to TNA or going to Ring of Honor or going to else. But uh, with the AEW factor, I, I don't know. Um, I feel like they're kind of in a hoard, a hoarding mentality to where, I mean, look, I mean, it seems like, I mean, look, I mean, they, they, they offered a substantial raise, t- you know, to, to, to you know, when he's Ty Dillinger and they were, you know, using him, you know, so like so underutilizing him, but, you know, but they did it. Just to try to keep him, you know, it's like I I think that they're in this position where they they. they, it's kind of like the best time ever to be a talent in a way in terms of if you want to get paid. Now, it's like they just they're in a hoarding mentality. So I don't know if we're going to see that right now. I don't know if we're going to see any kind of a major, major uh, talent dump.
0: I, I, you know, but that's the thing is you're going to do it flood the market all at once. Right. You can't all go become famous at AEW at the same time. So I do wonder if there wouldn't be a little bit of method to that madness of realizing, yeah, we've got this glut. We can have a chance to spike the stock. Uh, we can say we did well, right by all these talents and just flood the market overnight, you know, as opposed yeah. to drip, drip, drip. You let one guy go. OK, well, he's the hottest thing in the business. Somebody picks him up. Another company. They've got him. Main event. Boom. Next guy. Same thing over and over again. I did just think the other day. I was like, you know, would it be in everyone's favor, their favor to, to just do it? Boom. All at once. Flood the market. You know?
1: Yeah. But you also, they also have to keep in mind if they were to do that. They then have to look at, OK, the talent they do decide to keep when are their individual contracts coming up? Because once they are, those contracts are up those, it seems like, you know, many of them might be opting not to sign and they will. So I don't know. They'd have to be careful about the, you know, they'd have to be careful about doing a, a massive, uh,
0: release like that uh well uh when these releases uh if when they ever happen uh, maybe you'll hear about them on wwe's new news show that they'll be launching on fs1 presumably i would think in october alongside uh fox on our um, wwe on fox smackdown on fox uh the big lead reporting that renee young is being considered to host this new uh wwe news show uh renee young also in, in news with her she killed off a rumor online that uh she was yelled at by a group uh, that has been called uh, the religious police of the uh, kingdom of Saudi Arabia she said that's not true uh she was treated with nothing but respect in jeddah over there uh her words uh, but yeah Renee young to host the show more power to her if you got her you know this seems like a good use for her right
1: yeah she does good uh, I think in the hosting capacity for the for the for the round tables and the panels um yeah so I mean that makes sense and the I, I saw the I saw the I saw the her denying the rumor, and I saw the origin of the rumor, and who, and and, and I, yeah, whatever. It's, it's it, not it, true. Based upon where it came from, it looked like it was, uh, it looked very random.
0: Okay. Okay. I didn't really dig down the rabbit hole. I just saw that she killed the rumor of this, this thing. I was like, well, there, that's, that's that. Why, why I went
1: down the rabbit hole, and I was not. Shocked when I got to the end
0: Ooh, It's tough man, some days it's like you you pick the wrong rabbit hole And you lose hours So I just <laughs> yeah. let that one go uh, 205 Live uh, was great this week If you haven't checked it out uh, uh, Chad Gable and Jack Gallagher Absolutely tore the house down uh, Mike Canellis responded to a fan who said WWE doesn't care about 205 Live He said they don't But the roster does And everyone involved with 205 cares more Than you could possibly imagine Direct in line with what we seem to get every day now from a talent in WWE. Um, and uh, uh, the note, uh, I just brought up that Gable Gallagher match. It sounds like that match did not go as planned uh, with the finish. Uh, Gallagher was supposed to beat the 10 count, but uh, accidentally got himself counted out. So the ref treated as a shoot, which is cool. I kind of like when that stuff happens, even though I'm sure creative doesn't, but I thought it was. I like it, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, t- I mean, that's a tough spot the refs are put in, but I know that that's something that, um, and that's something that WWE kind of orders, which is like, you know, Like, we got to give the refs some kind of authority to make sure that, you know, to make sure that we don't make them look completely, you know, uh, you know, but we make sure they still have credibility. So, yeah, uh, yeah, certainly aggravating to, I mean, I know Jimmy Cordero has told me a story where he had to, he had to DQ somebody because they wouldn't, they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't listen. This was at a time, I guess, that it was like a hot topic, like backstage, of like you know enforcing the you know the, the refs enforcing things, and he had to DQ somebody. I think on like the WWE ECW show, and that talent was like enraged. And Jimmy's like, "Well, he's like, go talk to the boss." <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, it is, you know, wrestling such an interesting, unique form of live theater, Um, the way that certain players are empowered to do things like that. It, it creates a real cool aura. Uh, But what did you make here on Mike Canella uh, blatantly calling out that WWE doesn't seem to care about their 205 live product?
1: Same thing I've said about several other talents. What are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Not use them? You know, it's just like uh, I have to say that that Mike and Maria for. You know they obviously they they got their stock up, you know doing stuff in ROH and they you know they had their stock up prior to coming to WWE, and obviously Maria had a you know a pretty you know decent sized run her first go around in terms of you know her exposure. You know they they there was kind of like a buzz that they'd signed with WWE and then they you know they made the the debut like you know as using her name and the whole cheesy love 80s song and. Boy, I mean, I it's been. I know it's been a combination of things, of like injury, of pregnancy, of you know, the, and then just creative, just not using them. Uh, it's just been what I mean, what a what a what a wasteful two years uh, it's been in terms of you know. I mean, I'm getting, I mean they're getting paid, so you know, good for them. But I mean, it's just, been what a what a what a what a wasteful. I think it's been two years, wasteful two years it's been.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Mike is jacked. You know, that guy's never looked better in his entire career right now. So, again, kind of like a Sean Spears or anybody else. I mean, if he gets loose, uh, be really interested to see what he does elsewhere. And, again, it's like AEW is an option. But then, um, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling right now is also killing it. You know, I could see him making it, taking a stab at that, too. So we'll see. Uh, Cardi B, familiar, Justin? Do you like the Cardi B?
1: Well, I mean, I'm familiar with her. I cannot say that I'm a big fan of hers, but uh, I'm familiar with who she is.
0: Mm, mm. Well, Liz and I, my girlfriend, we uh, decided to do some dancing last night to some Cardi B. Because uh, all I had to say to her was, hey, Liz, did you know Cardi B is a wrestling fan? She goes, oh, my God, I have to listen to Cardi B, which resulted in a night of Cardi B. Um, but, yeah, very cool. Cardi B took to Twitter yesterday. She noted some of her favorite wrestlers are Triple H, Batista, Undertaker Kane, Booker T, Edge, Lita, and Eddie Guerrero. So she has pretty good taste. Um, she was asked about Stone Cold Steve Austin, and she had said Stone Cold had retired by the time she started watching, which made me feel a very old.
1: Very old. Hmm. Do you think Vince knows who Cardi B is?
0: I would love to know. I would love to know. The, I bet as soon as somebody told her, he'd pretend he did, and then he'd probably invite her to Raw. Maybe, ooh, oh, maybe we do get Cardi B on Raw. That, that, you know, break her to Stomping Grounds. They need some right now.
1: I remember Vince Russo I was once in a car with Vince Russo I remember him telling me this this great story about and Russo was like a huge uh Kiss fan and he was trying to convince Vince McMahon to do something with Kiss because I guess Kiss wanted to you know they they were they were looking to do some promotion looking to get into pro wrestling and promote whatever they had going on and any in like McMahon like was ignoring like Gene Simmons phone calls and just like didn't had no idea who they were and then all, actually and then ultimately they ended up going over to WCW and doing the whole demon thing over there but uh just the, the insight of that conversation, and we've heard it from many other people, Of Vince is uh, out of touch with um, what's going on in culture. It's always always amusing to hear.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, lastly here in our news block, uh, some sad news. Uh, TMZ reporting that Joey Ryan, the king of the dick flip, and his wife, Laura James, are getting a divorce. Uh, They've been married about 11 months, um, and uh, James is listing the reason as irreconcilable differences. So we really don't know too much. I want to send my best out to both. Divorces can be rough. Um, but you know, it's kinda interesting in my head, as soon as I read this, I was like, Yeah, I can see a guy going through a divorce doing exactly what Joey Ryan did and being like, you know what, guys, I don't want to make any big moves right now. I'm gonna stay the big fish in the small pond that has independent wrestling and just move through this. You know, we do you know, you never know what people are dealing with, but I that came to mind when I when I read about this divorce, you know.
1: Well, you have to check in you know, irreconcilable differences. I don't think there's a box that says uh uh I, I make a living having strangers touch my penis um <laughs> but no i, I mean in all, ser- in, all, in, all, in all seriousness in all seriousness i i i'm with you i i hope uh you know hope it's hope the best for them you know that that's the, that's the tricky thing when you're you know when you're in the in the public eye and you're public entertainers and when you choose to have your engagement begin publicly in a wrestling ring unfortunately now you yeah, you, know, you make it a public issue. So, you know, obviously, you want to give them privacy and give them respect, but it's it's tough in their in their uh, in their position.
0: I guess at this time we'll be presenting Wrestle Rex in Pittsburgh tonight, eight thirty p.m. Eastern via Lucha Central's Facebook page. He is one of the hottest heels in all of North America. You may have recently just seen him as part of All Japan's Champions Carnival. It is Sam Madonna. Sam, welcome back to the Winkley.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. However, you just said hottest heels in North America, and clearly the champion carnival happened in Japan. Oh, that's so. right.
0: Oh, I, I, I botched the spot right at the top. It's fine. This, this this came together too quickly here, Sam. You called me up, and we were talking about this this event you've got here tonight, and I can feel the passion out of your voice. So I wanted to bring you on here for a bit to talk about what you've got going here with Rex in Pittsburgh.
2: I am so pumped about this because basically we struck some gold here in Pittsburgh. Um, I've been lucky enough to travel the world for the last seven years, if you will, wrestling in England, Mexico, Japan, and in most uh, cities in the States doing the Indies. And uh, my background is coming from a wrestling promotion with my father. So since I've been home, I uh, ran into a couple old friends of mine and everybody started kicking around the idea of putting together a wrestling event at the uh, Rex theater, which is the South side of Pittsburgh, which is basically a hundred year old music theater. Okay, And, uh, we fell into something and ran the first show back in February, which included myself and DJ Z against Penta and Phoenix. <sighs> and since then, this is snowballed and in, in the best possible way, it's getting out of control. Uh, the city of Pittsburgh is wrapping this up. Uh, this is just turning into something that I, I didn't even realize was possible. And I'm super excited about the show uh, here tonight. And uh, I just, I'm happy to be on here and be able to spread the word because we have a big online stream that's going to be on luchacentral.com. And I want to invite the world to come check us out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about we'll talk about the talent in a second. Let's talk about the stream first. Because you sent me a couple notes that definitely piqued my interest. Now, this is first of all going to be a free stream for people to check out over on Lucha Central's Facebook page, but it's going to have a seven camera production produced by former WWE cameraman Zach White. Tell me a little bit about this, how you uh came in contact with Zach and, and, and what this means to have this kind of production value.
2: Uh, basically one of Zach's associates who were, works for uh, KTV productions came to the first WrestleRex show. And uh, he was in attendance with a lot of, you know, who's who of Pittsburgh media and, and uh, sports and whatnot. You know, basically they came and they saw the product that, that basically we fell into, which was pretty cool. And they believed in it just as much as I do. So since then, you know, the ball has been rolling. We've been communicating and they wanted to be a part of this. You know, they, they saw the product we put out there. Um, the venue is perfect for pro wrestling. Uh, it's a 400 seat venue or 400 capacity. I should say it's a standing room only venue. And because of the, uh, rock concerts that are happening Mm -hmm. there on a daily basis, the, the in-house lighting and production is through the roof. Mm -hmm. Uh, the entrances have these, you know, uh, full-blown spotlights and and, uh, stream strobe lights, everything in between. And basically you're looking at like a a ring of honor style production. Yeah. So these people that came to the show basically started playing in their own minds and decided, Hey, this could be something we could be interested in. So they contacted us. We've collaborated and basically decided to make this work. And tonight's stream will be seven cameras. Um, It will have live uh, introductions, live cuts everything's going to be just full blown 100 percent professional um i pride myself i kind of hate the term indie because in my eyes it kind of you know it demoralizes what it is that we do um i'm lucky enough to stay at such a professional level i don't really do too many of the small independent shows
0: sure
2: but i like knowing that this you know what what we've stumbled across is pretty damn far from what would be referred to as indie uh like i said seven cameras produced by a former wwe uh Cameraman, he's filmed three WrestleManias, so you know having his experience and knowledge tied into, you know, the city aspect of it as well as you know the, the wrestling product. I think we you know stumbled onto some magic here, and I'm just hoping everybody can be a part of it.
0: I I, uh, I know you got Labar doing commentary. What's up? You what what gives? It's a Thursday night show. Is your brother busy? You couldn't get Corey <laughs> to call the I'm action.
2: Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Corey Graves is contractually obligated to not help any sort of competition, not to say we're anywhere near competition, but uh, uh, I don't think he'd be allowed to do the color gig on a Thursday night, but we do have wrestling. Inc's own uh Justin Labar calling the action along with Joe Dombrowski, who's known for a lot of the independents of in the oh, USA. I love Joe. Um, Great guy. The, the, the talent itself is just world-class. Um, I, I pride myself on, on my ability to, you know, make good connections and, and some of my friends throughout the business. So, we were able to get to a lot of the guys because they're available on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. So, the show is absolutely decked out. Um, I wouldn't even consider it a local wrestling show. Uh, the main event will include myself, Facade. There's another indie name around the, the area. Um, super crazy. Bestie of S-S-S-S-S, who's uh, Damian from W2W's son. Uh, we also have Bull James, who was in NXT. Boland, who's a former OVW star. Um, And the big one that I think is going to really blow everybody's mind is our CMLL feature match, which is Soberano Jr. against Templario. Um, Both of these guys are basically the next hot stars in Mexico. Um, They're working for CMLL and, you know, they're in the same breath as a Ray Phoenix or as a Bandito, as far as ability goes, they just haven't had the opportunity to showcase what they're capable of. And, you know, granted, given the stage and capacity of this event, I'd like to think this could be almost their breakout performances. So, you know, naturally teaming up with Lucha Central, that's going to get us a bit of the Spanish market, plus the, uh, you know, the smart fans, if you will, that'll be tuning in and in touch with what's going on. I think this broadcast is really going to open some eyes And hopefully be able to get some attention here in the Pittsburgh area, which hasn't really had too much going on in the last couple of years.
0: Now, when we were talking before we we jumped on this interview here, you described this uh, event to me as somewhere between bar wrestling and and ECW. And I can't help but notice that you actually have an ECW original here and super crazy. Like, what does that mean to you? How cool is that to actually have somebody like that? You know, you're talking about guys that are going to be breaking out on this card, but you also have a a legitimate legend like that and super crazy.
2: Well, I've actually grew up watching ECW here at Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, we used to go to the, the uh, Golden Dome mm-hmm. where they did in November to remember 97. So I grew up around it and ECW is such a big part of me. Um, I think being a seven-year-old kid, being exposed to that kind of opened my eyes at a young age to not accept WCW or WWE. You know, I think that all plays into my vision and, and my excitement and enthusiasm about the wrestling business worldwide. So, you know, Being able to have super crazy here in Pittsburgh, it means something because there is, you know, there's still a tail end of that ECW crowd that's excited to have him here. Um, I'm excited to bring him back because I've worked with him in Mexico and Japan on multiple occasions. He's a friend of mine. I want to take care of these guys like they've taken care of me. You know, I want them to come in and basically look at these shows as an opportunity to come have a good time, blow the roof off in front of a hot crowd, you know, and want to come back. But like I said, the bar wrestling idea, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about them. It's a bit of a unique concept with the standing room only. Um, So that's kind of where we went with that. But, you know, we have Iron City Beer sponsoring this show and clearly, you know, a a room full of 500 or 400 drunk Pittsburgh people. (laughs) It's going to create a certain amount of energy that's not at your average independent show. No, I agree with you. So I can honestly tell you, you know, unbiasedly, and I think this is something that makes me so enthusiastic about the event. I've traveled the world and, you know, wrestled in front of thousands of people all over. And I have my favorite arenas and my my places that have the best crowds. I can, you know, look you in the eye and tell you that the crowd that was at the first WrestleRex was as hot of a wrestling crowd I've ever been in front of. And I think that's what's gonna make this, you know, something special.
0: Well the people
2: being so hot and crazy for it, plus that atmosphere of standing room. You know, I think we are onto something that's gonna, you know, turn into something big especially here in Pittsburgh, but I think, you know, given the volume of this stream,
0: I think it's something that wrestling fans worldwide will want to be a part of. Well, how far do you want to take this thing then? I mean, it sounds like you got oh, a lot of momentum man. right now. I mean, are you, I mean, you're very actively wrestling. I know you love wrestling. How much uh, 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 do you love being a promoter? Like, how much is that pulling you in another direction right now? I can't say it ever pulled me in another direction. It's something that I've always
2: kind of kept a part of me. Right. Ever since I was, uh, you know, once I got signed to WWE in 2011, I've always had my eyes, ears open, you know, I wish I could say my mouth shut, but I do talk too much, <laughs> but I've always been omniscient of what's going on in the wrestling business. And I think now, you know, 12 years later, I've been able to pull everything I've known from other promoters and areas to make this successful, but I don't really have a, a vision or a plan for what I want to do. You know, I'm very lucky to, to stay as busy as I am. You know, I, I consider myself a national act at this point, you know, every weekend I'm in different cities in the USA, Plus, I'm in you know, Mexico City quite often. I still work for All Japan Pro Wrestling. So staying busy like that, it, you know, it, it's it's the full-time job. However, I come home to Pittsburgh and have four days off a week. So, it you know, it, it's nice to be able to make these connections. And like I said, what I'd like to do is basically bring my experience and knowledge of international pro wrestling to my hometown so this city can enjoy pro wrestling the way that I do. That's
0: awesome. Hey, you know, uh, while I've got you here, Sam, I should probably ask you about the last major story I ran with you on the site. And that's how you nearly uh, beat up Pat Monix at warrior wrestling backstage after getting belted in the face with a steel chair. Do you want to walk everybody through kind of what happened that <laughs> night? Well, I, I I don't know if I, I nearly beat him up. I just, uh, <laughs> he did. It,
2: it's one thing. I think a lot of people, you know, it's, it's one of those things. If it was ballet, we wouldn't be a part of it, you yeah. know, Tempers get heated the way they are. Um, I was unaware of what happened in the situation. All I know is my eye was busted and the referee kept saying how bad it was. So, you know, from from anybody that's ever been in a, a fight like that, you don't necessarily think logically in the moment.
0: Oh, my God. So,
2: you oh know, when God. I realized my head was busted open, I literally was seeing red. I came in the back and, you know, called out Monix to see what it was. Everybody, you know, calmed everything down. Yeah. Uh, we never came to blows. We never, you know, there was really no no intention of me doing anything more than that but you know i think a lot of people were able to a lot of people are definitely gonna you know think something's a bit bigger than it is when tempers are flaring like that
0: i thought you lost your eyeball i came in the back and saw just like a pocket where your eye should be i don't i don't i don't blame you for being upset that was a really was that one of the worst injuries you've had in wrestling so far Ah, well, I, I don't think that's an injury. I think that's
2: being hurt. Okay. I think we have these, these levels of, of pain tolerance in the business. Um, I had to wrestle in Dallas, Texas five nights later. So, uh, the stitches were in, I did my best and it was no big deal. Um, honestly, as long as it, as long as I'm able to lace up the boots and perform to a hundred percent, it's just being hurt. You know, there's guys that work harder than me that are that are hurt more than me. So you know, I think that's just something we all have to accept as performers so if that were to make me miss miss any opportunities or work, I'd probably look like a big sissy, and I don't want that. <laughs> as much as many people give me some crap about being a terrible human being, I, I do as much as I can for the fans and try to deliver 100% all the time. So. You know, I, I wouldn't want to let anybody down, especially when my name's being advertised anywhere in the country.
0: You didn't let anybody down. That was a hell of a very uh, interesting uh, professional wrestling bout that you had there with Pat Monix. That definitely felt real towards the end. I'll say that much. If you guys want to go, check well, that's, that out.
2: that's that's the beauty. That's one thing I pride myself on. You know, everybody they they all are quick to jump the gun and you know try to establish what's a real and what's a shoot, you know, or what's what's a shoot or what's a work, if you will, to yeah. use wrestling terms. But you know, I never quite let the guard down, and I like people keep guessing with me, you know. So whether it gets me in trouble or not, I like to keep a bit of mystique, and I think that's why I'm able to stay relevant. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, on that, uh, uh, again, we have WrestleRex tonight, Pittsburgh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, free stream, Lucha Central Facebook. And I'm actually going to throw right from this interview to somebody who's appearing on that show, and that's our good friend Swaggle. I don't know if you wanted to wrap up this uh Part of the interview by uh, talking a bit about Swaggle and, and you know, what people can expect from him on this show.
2: Uh, Swaggle so is just another part of the puzzle, part of the part of the team, which is going to make it awesome. Um, like I said, this is such a diverse crowd; uh, it's world class talent. Everybody here is experienced. Everybody has their TV experience. Everybody's going to give something different to the show. So, you know, making sure Swaggle's is going to be there. I'm sure he's not going to let anybody down. I'm sure the the show in itself is going to you know open some eyes on what Pittsburgh has to offer. And all I can ask is, just please tune in. It literally costs nothing. It's free on Lucha Central's Facebook page. Um, you know, the, the the more interest we get, the more we'll be able to deliver more of these. And, uh, you know, I, I think we have a pretty unique vision of what's happening here in Pittsburgh, and hopefully the rest of the wrestling world can be a part of it.
0: I guess at this time we'll be competing tonight as part of WrestleRex Rex in Pittsburgh. It'll be broadcast live for free at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Central Time on Lucha Central's Facebook page. He's a former WWE Cruiserweight Champion. He was at one point the illegitimate son of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and he is the master of the WLC match. It is Swoggle. Thank you very much for coming back on the show. Hey,
3: how are you? Um, this is uh, I'm excited for tonight. First time in Pittsburgh, I believe, since I've been outside of WWE. So, to be a good time tonight.
0: Yeah, now this is a this is a pretty new product here, WrestleReX. They've done one show before. What are your expectations uh, for this uh, for this event tonight? Insanity.
3: Um, st- I, I standing room only. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 one of the, the I love these kind of shows. It's it's a very party atmosphere. Yeah. Very. Uh, I'm a, I'm a punk rock fan. Um, and so this reminds me shows like these, especially this one tonight. I saw photo and video of the last one, and and this one tonight is going to be that very like punk rock concert vibe. So I'm I'm really pumped.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because you're right. It's going to have this punk rock vibe to it, but I mean, it sounds like it's going to be pretty slickly produced. You know, he's got former cameraman or WWE cameraman Zach White there. It's going to be a seven camera shoot uh, for this thing, live streamed online. I mean, what is it like for you? Uh, you know, to be doing indie shows like this that feel so punk rock, but also can be so well produced at the same time.
3: It's it's a uh, it's a warped tour essentially of punk rock shows. It's <laughs> with just the production. Um, the production alone has me excited. And then we have stars of uh, you know, as the CML Luchadors, and then Bastia Six 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 and Facade, and myself. It's super crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be an absolutely stacked card. Um, not only that, but just the atmosphere in that building itself is going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. You know, this is, it does seem like a very Lucha heavy show. Like you brought up all those big names that are going to be on that. Why do you think right now Lucha Libre is catching on so much with mainstream fans here in North America, especially the United States, I should say?
3: At times, it's the ultimate car crash. <laughs> we all, we all love going to see demolition derbies yeah. and the fat, and what do we watch NASCAR for is for the crashes mm-hmm. and the action. We don't watch them to see, we don't watch NASCAR to see you know, 97,000 left turns, you know, uh, it's, uh, Lucha Libre has taken off because it's constant action. Um, and I think that's why it's starting to take off so much.
0: Yeah. I mean, and one of the big names here, uh, of course that caught my eye, super crazy. He also screams that punk right vibe, punk rock vibe being an ECW original. I mean, do you have any personal favorite memories of the man super crazy or, or his time in ECW maybe?
3: Uh, just his stuff in ECW, all, all the triple threats that he would do back in you know in, in ECW's heyday, every one of them you never knew what to expect. You know, it's him and Tajiri and little Guido and all that. It's just it was just unexpected action, and yeah, you know, at that time he never saw.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting too talking to Sam, uh, as I did a little bit before we got on uh, this chat here right now. You know, I know Sam is a performer, and he's a great heel, and all of that. But I didn't really know him much as a promoter. What's it like been working with uh, Sam Adonis in that role? I,
3: I I don't know. It's been awesome so far. Okay, good. <laughs> but uh, I just know I just know him as a performer as well. So this is going to be awesome working with him tonight on that level. Yeah. Um, with me running my, my the company I run back home at ACW Wisconsin, uh, you know, kind of seeing what he does on shows. And I, 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 that's what I love about working on, you know, so many independent shows. I can see what works really well and use it to my advantage and also help out these other promoters with things that works well for us back home.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's uh, that's something I wanted to bring up here. You know, I know you have your own promotion as well. Like what are some of your pro wrestling promoter or indie wrestling promoter pet peeves? Like what are some things that bug you when you go to an indie show? Uh,
3: no communication if you're going to be late Mm -hmm. i absolutely hate it just Mm -hmm. tell me you're going to be 15 minutes late i I, then so i'm not ready for the you know to have a meeting or wondering where guys are you know 15 minutes 20 minutes before doors and you're not there and i'm wondering where the hell you are if you're no showing what's going on Mm. um I, i just there's lack of communication is the number one irritation
0: um, well, uh, I want to talk about another guy on the show, Bull James. He, like you, has spent time in WWE. He was formerly NXT superstar, Bull Dempsey. Uh, what do you, what do you make of the work he's doing right now on the independents and, and why don't you think he's landed in another major promotion since NXT?
3: Bull, uh, you know, I worked, I came in and worked for Bull for his company and it was an absolute blast. It was, again, that was another one where it was a very party atmosphere. It was awesome. And, He's having fun, man. He's, he's killing it out east, uh, you know, in NYWC and all that. And I just, I I think it's going to, he just did a tour of Japan, I believe, he just, and he's, yeah. he, I think he'll be picked up again soon.
0: Yeah? Where would you, I mean, you know, the big elephant in the room, I guess, right now would be like an AEW. I mean, have you, have you yourself even chatted with AEW? I feel like I, w- I was kind of surprised to see you not be in that Casino Battle Royal or something like that. Uh, you know,
3: it is uh, it is what it is. I was out there for StarCast. I took it all in. Um, I'm grateful for everything I get, and whether it be AEW, whether it be, you know, appearing in the greatest Royal Rumble or the Royal Rumble last year with the girls, everything I get I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for because I could still do this at 33 years old when I was told at six that I would never be able to.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so you know, we we heard about like Undertaker and Kurt Angle; they got pulled from Starcast and things like that. Are you getting told it would maybe be not good for you if you went to AW, or does it seem like you kind of no. have doors open in both directions? No, I,
3: I just just uh, hasn't been hasn't been communicated yet. You never know, though. You never know. That's that's the the cool thing about how my career has been is you never know where I'm showing up next.
0: Yeah. Did you get the call for for Saudi Arabia? Was there any was there any chatter about you going back over there?
3: This one, this this one last week. Nope, I didn't make the trip this time. They had they had their they had the stadium already sold out. They didn't need me. Uh,
0: there's a fifty man. You can't find room for your swaggle in a fifty man battle royal. Seems ridiculous. <laughs> it would have been fifty and a half. You could have you could have done great in that one. Slipped right out there. You know exactly. uh, Yeah, yeah. Would have. But I. Uh, that that's a
3: that's a hellacious travel day in itself. So
0: what did you? I was I was good what did you what did you think of the the Goldberg Undertaker match you get a chance to check that out and like hear everybody give their opinions on social media about it
3: uh, the, it was a spectacle that's uh, that's that's the one word I'll use to describe it
0: okay okay what do you make about all the people that, what do you what do you make about all the people that jump in there with their opinions about you know what they thought about it negatively you know
3: These are two guys that have made more money in the, for, for not in this business but for this business than 90% of the people in this business in history. So you can't really say, you know, whether it's, uh, whether they're past their prime or in their prime still, you can't, shouldn't really comment on it because of what they've done for this
0: business. Um, The other thing I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, or one of the other things WWE related, I want to get your thoughts on uh, was the 24-7 championship because I feel like if you were there right now, like you would be all over this division. I feel like. Uh, what do you think of this title?
3: I love it. It, it, uh, the Hardcore Championship is still probably my favorite title of all time. Um, it was just fun, and that was like in an era where it was like swearing and blood and just and boobs. <laughs> but then you had this funny silliness of the Hardcore Championship, like going the Mississippi River and in you know these play places and stuff like that and. It was just so much fun to watch, and this is this is fun again. It's 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 bringing that that uh, that haha factor that Raw and SmackDown always need. You always need a little bit of of uh, not so serious business on the shows. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I want to go back to, to Bull James here a bit. I had a question uh, that I had on my list here that I meant to get to, which was, you know, Bull was obviously in NXT. I thought he was great. I think a lot of people have Bull in NXT, uh, was unable to make that transition to the to main WWE roster. And and that's been a problem, I feel like, for a lot of NXT guys. Why do you uh, why do you think WWE has that issue right now of bridging talent from their developmental into the main roster?
3: Um, so it's, in my opinion, it's uh, it's this, NXT is a very niche audience at times. You know, it's, it's on the network. It's not on TV every week. It's on the network. And while it has the viewers and that, it's not the same. Um, and then you bring these guys up and you try, to, you try to give them, you know, this huge segment and this huge spotlight. And if people, we know this as wrestling fans, if we don't like something, we're going to let you know about it. If we don't care, we're going to let you know. And that's the issue at times is, this guy just coming to the main roster, why do I want to care about him? What's the reasoning to care about him? And that's the tough part.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, it sounds like, you know, of course, there was that, like, explosive John Moxley interview with Jericho right now where it does sound like there's some frustrations, I guess, with some of the wrestlers and creatively how they'd be presented like you're talking about. Um, I mean, when you're there, I mean, do you encounter – A lot of the issues that are being talked about here, does this resonate with you? What he said in that interview? Nah,
3: I was uh, I I flew under the radar as much as I could. I (laughs) I was happy to be there for two weeks under ten years. It's uh, I didn't I didn't grind too many gears.
0: Okay, yeah, because I mean that's the thing is he talked about you know not wanting to do certain things, say certain things. I feel like you were put in so many positions there they, was it, yeah go ahead,
3: go ahead they dressed me they they dressed me as a cow on national tv when i was a little bit overweight and i was completely fine with that oh. that's uh that's, that's that's how much i cared about being made a fool i'm a, i may young gave birth to me as baby <laughs> new year like it, it, come on this is here's the thing okay this is it's, it's a show same as a broadway play same as a same as an oscar-winning movie you're playing a role this is the role that you're playing for an audience. When I get home, I'm not dressing as a cow costume playing catch with my son. It's it's You can't take yourself too seriously when you're going in front of 80,000 people in underwear.
0: Fair enough. And do you think that maybe there are a group of wrestlers right now that are taking themselves a bit too seriously? Because, it, I mean, you know, it's not just... Mox, it's a, it's a bunch of guys that seem to be taking to Twitter these days, and, and women as well, uh, airing their frustrations.
3: There's there's a, I mean, you got to realize this. You could be working at Burger King, or you could be working for the biggest wrestling company in the world. Okay. That's That's what you have to sit back and realize, where if I wasn't working there, I could be flipping burgers, hating my life, or a garbage man hating my life, or a plumber hating my life. But now I get to travel the world. In front of thousands of people, and get paid to do that—it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, different, different for different people. I know you really, you really love your time there and working there. You know, uh, since I did bring up Vince here, uh, I wanted to go flash back a little bit. I had a handful of time to prep for your interview, uh, and I, uh, I was reminded of the Raw Steel Cage match you had in 2008 with your then, at the time, thought we thought he was your dad. Vince McMahon, where he like whipped you with like a belt and all this stuff, and uh, it was pretty wild. Watching a little bit of it back here as I was getting ready for the uh, the interview, I just want to know if you want to take me back. Like, what is it like to, to work with Vince McMahon in that space and put together a match like that?
3: Just uh, we were told he he told me what was going to happen. He said, "Gotta make this real tonight. Um, this is it's it's going to be snug, but it's gonna it's going to be better for for TV." And, man, he brought it. He whipped the piss out of me with that belt. It's, I took that first one, yeah. and then you can see I put my hand behind me just to try to take some impact away. But then I realized, oh, he's just whipping my hand. This is really dumb. Why am I doing this? So, it was, but it's it's just, it uh, It was one of my favorite moments of, of my run, is that match. Yeah. It was just it was a side that you never saw of raw and of me and of Finley and of everything. It was, it was a very real moment. Top to bottom. It was a very uncomfortable moment that you never really got from the Hornswoggle character.
0: Yeah, it certainly was that, uh, you have a lot of moments, uh, uh, Swoggle, uh, that I really, uh, you know, always come to my mind when I think about you and, uh, you had another one this past WrestleMania weekend, you know, of course, like, you know, you're going to be here with WrestleRex. You're tearing it up all in the indies. But you were here WrestleMania weekend taking on a guy like Scott Steiner. How would you enjoy getting to work with uh, Scott and taking that Steiner Recliner WrestleMania weekend? Um, that was
3: I, I, that was for AIW out of Cleveland. And, man, they uh, John Thorne, who, who's the owner of the company, has become a friend of mine. And that's become a second home to me. And I said, I want Steiner. And he goes, what? I said, I want it. I went to the Proving Ground, and that match was my Proving Ground. That whole week, I called it the uh, I'm Still Not Dead Yet Tour. <laughs> I had Dan Moff in a street fight. I had Scott Steiner. I had Nick Gage. It was an insane week for me, but that match with Steiner was the most talked about independent match of the week. It was. That's, tri- like, that's pretty incredible. Besides anything on the WrestleMania card, NXT included – our match was the most talked about wrestling match that week. And it, to have that, I had guys from WWE came to the show to see the match. Mm-hmm. That's how big that match was. Um, I was scared of that Steiner recliner. Not a lot of people know, but I have a metal rod in my back Whoa. from when I was six years Whoa. old. Okay, um, And if that gets knocked and jolted a little bit too much, I'm paralyzed for the rest of my life. Uh, so I'm not going to lie that the thought of that move and being in it scared the hell out of me. So I tapped immediately. Um, but it was, man, it was, uh, it was fully worth it. That whole match was fully worth it because it really, I don't know. It, it was, a, like
0: I said, it was a proving ground match. It,
3: it showed everyone, Hey, I'm still here. I ain't, I ain't going anywhere. You ain't going to get rid of me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Swaggle, you become such a staple, I feel like, right now on the on the independence. I mean you were so great in WWE and I think everybody, you know, really became familiar with you there, but you're a whole different person on the independence. The way you work, your style I mean, you can work with everybody. You know, it was interesting. I thought of uh, I did an interview with Eli Drake a couple days ago, and he was talking about how he didn't want to take a, an intergender match with Tessa Blanchard because he said the size difference was so weird, and he thought it would be too goofy. What do you What do you think of and and how do you spawn when you hear comments like that?
3: Wrestling is the same. I I literally view wrestling at times as when I was a kid playing with action figures. You can make anything out of it as long as you, and you can have make make it be fun. You just gotta take a step back again, not take this seriously, because there's a midget wrestling a girl or a 400 pound man or uh, anything. A bull. I wrestled a bull on national TV for months. You did worldwide television. A midget dressed as a bull against another midget. You can't take it that seriously, so. Literally every opportunity I'm given in these matches, I try to think, like, how can I make this fun? And at times, depending on the crowd, it's at times the Swaggle House show match because I know it's going to get a reaction. But then times, I got to think of something different. And it's just, I'm I'm wrestling Jordan Grace coming up. And I'm excited. I'm literally excited because it's going to be a challenge for myself kind of challenge for her but it's going to be fun it's stuff like this like i i truly love professional wrestling i i don't want to do anything else the thought of real life scares me scares me to death like i don't want i'm not ready i'm not ready for it yet
0: no yeah. uh well i did get a chance to see you do a little stand-up comedy at starcast i was at that show by the way when you're talking about your son oh
3: thank you man yeah that uh that was a lot of fun. That's where the, that's where the AJ Styles thing started. Oh, that's, that's where right. my, my, long, oh, my long flowing lock. Give me,
0: give me my comment that will go viral here. Talk about your thoughts on how people think you look like tiny AJ Styles.
3: I look like if AJ Styles and Conrad Thompson had a child,
0: <laughs>
3: but like the child didn't grow full arms or legs, uh, just grew out like from the belly. Uh... Um, But it's it's, it was like, I woke up to my best friends back home saying, this photo is going crazy. And then a, then John Thorne from AIW says, you're the most talked about thing on Reddit right now. And I go, what's Reddit? Because I don't know anything about social media. <laughs> okay. and, and my Twitter blew up. And this was all overnight. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to run with this. So uh, yeah, the phenomenal, phenomenal, Phenomigital one and a half man
0: oh, wow is that a t-shirt yet phenomigital do you have that yet
3: it should be it should i should i should get that on pro wrestling tees
0: have you talked to aj about this does he know about it no uh no but either i'm going to do it either way okay. cuz i feel like
3: he would be okay with it we're both video game nerds <laughs> and i have a child so if i can make any money for my child That'd be awesome,
0: dude. I want to see you with the gloves and the trunks, like full on mini AJ. Yeah, uh.
3: Let's, yeah. No one wants to
0: see me in tight, tight pants. I got,
3: I got the, I got the slap pants right now. The independent wrestler slap pants. I don't need the tight, tight pants. Okay. It, lo- it would look like just a melted, a melted
0: Sunday in a garbage bag. That's disgusting. That's that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At least the gloves. At least the gloves. You come out. You put them together be great it's wonderful my
3: my son has those gloves and they're big on me and these are kids gloves
0: uh well again if you want more commentary about and his children check him out <laughs> stand-up comedy it's like half of <laughs> his routine uh that's the uh you
3: know that going back to that show man that was i i i had nothing to like going into the week i was like man i'm just signing and conrad goes do you want to do this show i said would they let me and Ron Funches legit invited me to be a part of it. I was like, I don't belong here. <laughs> and then I realized it's wrestling. It's a wrestling week. I do belong here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, that was my, uh, my seventh stand-up routine, or seventh stand-up night, and I'm having fun uh, doing it. Um, it's, it's become like another, another interest of mine that I never thought would happen.
0: I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Pro wrestlers are natural storytellers. I think there's a, a good reason that you and many others have been able to make that transition. You know, your, your life is a story to be told. So my, uh, yes, it's an everyday circus. Uh, and on that, your circus comes to Pittsburgh tonight, wrestle Rex, eight thirty PM. Eastern. Again, it'll be streaming live for free on Lucha central's Facebook page. Uh, take us home here. Um, what do you want to let everybody know to, to expect from tonight's show?
3: Guys, if you're going to tonight's show, which you should be, no matter what you should be, stop
0: by, say hello, say
3: you heard me on this interview, uh, take a photo, have a drink together. Let's have legitimately, let's make this a party. This That's what I want of, of a show like this, where everyone has a smile on their face from beginning to end. And if you're not able to make the show, make sure to check out what you're missing on their Facebook page on the Lucha Central's Facebook page. starts at 8.30 tonight. Let's have some fun. I'm going to. I know I'm going to, especially with a show like this. I get lost in crowds like this, which is always a good time.
0: Thank you, Justin, for joining me at the top of the show to talk the news of the day. Thank you to Sam. Thank you to Swaggle. And, Justin, I hope you, Sam, and Swaggle, you guys kill it tonight at Russell Rex in Pittsburgh. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a blast, man. Uh, I'll, before I get to all the other shilling and stuff here, you want to say any kind words about Russell Rex to, to hype the people a bit?
1: Yeah, again, I mean, I think it's almost sold out. So, again, I encourage everybody from around the world, go to Lucha Central's Facebook page, uh, 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time uh, tonight. Um, like I said, it's going to be a great show. Sam Adonis, Bull James, um, Bessie, Sassay, Sassay, Swaggle, um, is, you which is going to be a great uh, great lineup. And, and just, just the atmosphere of what they're trying to do with these shows, it's going to be not like your typical pro wrestling show. So uh, check it out. It is completely free. So, Uh, No excuse not to check it out.
0: Well, I will say this. As I was talking to Sam off the air, it was not in the interview. uh, He said, you know, because I work with Sam at at Warrior Wrestling. He was like, dude, I got to get you out here. Maybe you can do something with us. I go, you know what? I have manager experience. And there is nothing that I've ever wanted to do more in my life than choke Justin Labar on the second rope. And he said that to maybe. We can see if we can get to there one step at a time.
1: One step at a time. I'd, 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 I'd welcome that opportunity.
0: Oh, man, baby. Uh, if you like this show, you like Justin and I, or Michael Weissman, or Raj Geary, or all the other great uh, talent here that we have on the Wrestling Inc. Audio, go over to our iTunes page. Five-star radiance, Nice comments. Always appreciated. You can also go over to the Wrestling Inc. Pro Wrestling T Store. Get a shirt. Take a photo. Tag me. Tag the site. We'll retweet you. Give you some social love. And, of course, tomorrow, Friday, the top five stories of the Wink, the video version of of the Winkly, and you know what? I've shortened it. I think I'm just going to start calling the Friday show Winkly TV. I think that's easier. You get it. It's a video version. Winkly TV, every Friday, the Ringside Wrestling app. It is free to download 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, We go on with the show talk the top five stories of the week. There's a nice uh, group chat. You can join at the bottom chat along with us during the show. And tomorrow's show will feature a special interview that our own Andy Malnoski did out in the field with one of my favorite people in all of pro wrestling hacksaw Jim Duggan. So big show plan tomorrow. Michael Weissman will be in the co-host seat since Raj Geary uh, was, is finishing up his vacation. He might be in the air as we're talking right now. Uh, so with that, Justin, anything else you want to plug promote, put over here to wrap up the show?
1: Hit me up on social media, at Justin Labar, And again, Lucha Central Facebook tonight, 830.
0: All right. And I am at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it.